What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of 305 Culture. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Knock a Few Buck, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At The Buzzer. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. With the start of the NBA season in full swing, we invite you to come and hashtag prop op on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. For example, in the NBA, you choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $2 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has thousands more guaranteed for the NBA this season. Use promo code JIMMY, that's J-I-M-M-Y, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag PropUp today. What's up everyone? I'm your host JJ Rivera and welcome to 305 Culture, a show where you feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Okay, let's talk about the Heat's previous week. The Miami Heat went 3-0 on the week with wins, with two wins against the Orlando Magic and one win against the Chicago Bulls. So let's get into it. Let's start with the Heat and the Magic Thursday night game. It was the first game for the Miami Heat after the All-Star break. No Bam Adebayo, once again. He missed the previous game against the Pelicans before the All-Star break, and he didn't play this week, so he has missed four straight games with knee tendonitis. I hope he recovers. And yeah, we hope he has a speedy recovery because he's very needed on the scene. But right now, Jimmy Butler has, man, Jimmy Butler is starting finally to, his excellent place finally starting to get national attention. And he looked very good this week. He, this was his best. This three game stretch, well, he was outstanding. Let's start with the first game against the Magic. Casey Akpala earned start once again. The earned jerseys debuted. For those who don't know, the earned jerseys are those jerseys that are a special special uniform designed by Nike for the team, the teams that made the previous season's playoffs. So there were 16 uniforms in total, Miami included. As we you know, we the Miami Heat made the playoffs and made a finals run last season. At first, I didn't like these uniforms when I saw them in pictures because they sort of looked like Indiana Pacers like jerseys and as you know well I don't think 
the Miami Heat one look like the Indiana Pacers. No disrespect to the Indiana Pacers. Shout out to my to my guy Mark Schindler from Indy Cornrows. But you know, the Miami Heat and the Indiana Pacers have a, a bit of history between them, and there's not a lot of goodwill there, as you may. So anyway, Duncan Robinson opens up the scoring for the Miami Heat in this game with a contested three. Both offenses started a bit slow. I like that Duncan. Duncan's not afraid. He's he's not waiting to get a pretty open shot. He's shooting them even when the when the guy is right up on him. You don't want to do that too often, but since he's shooting them from much deeper in the court now, he's almost at thirty feet, I believe. Yes, and he's shooting it. He's shooting it for with more frequency from out there. He's stretching out the defense even further which opens up driving lanes and cutting lanes for the other players. And that makes our offense go. Both, as I mentioned, both offenses start slow in this game. Kelly faked a pass to Duncan Robinson, which opened Kelly up for a three. Kelly has been really good in Bam's absence. I think he has earned his spot on the team. And I think fans should appreciate more what he's doing. I certainly did not appreciate what he was doing. You know, he struggled a bit, particularly... By the first Knicks game, I was, I, I remember clearly, I was ready for him to go. But he has proved his worth to this team. His positioning on defense, his off-the-ball cutting has been brilliant, and his shooting has has come around in Bam's absence. So I'm really, I'm really, really liking what I'm seeing from him. And let's hope that way, way, maybe we can keep him. I know, I know his contract is very tradable in order, in order to acquire a top-level player, but right now it doesn't seem like there will be a lot of those top-level players available, especially in positions of need, which is our power forward position, which we need more rebounding and, and defense, and more playmaking in the backcourt. Excuse me, in the... Well, playmaking in general, and, and shot-making. So, Orlando, Aaron Gordon returned after a lengthy absence, and they were looking to aggressively involve him. And he made some shots. They were running a lot of plays for him to start the game. You know, get him back in rhythm. But Casey, Casey made some pretty nice plays, particularly in the defensive end. In some occasions, he got a layup. Mo Harkless got playing time in this in this game in the first in the first quarter, which was surprising, given that Mo has racked up a lot of DMPs, coaches' decision this season. Kendrick found Kelly Olynyk for a beautiful cross court pass in transition. For a transition dunk, and man, Kelly, Kelly knows how to run the floor, and Kendrick is finding his is finding his teammates more often. His shot wasn't there in this game. Kendrick, his hot shooting has cooled down a bit, but we all knew that was coming. Kendrick can be a bit inconsistent in terms of his shot making, but as long as his effort and his confidence is there, if, if he keeps on keeps him, if he keeps on shooting, he keeps the defense honest. The Heat offense picked it up a bit in that first quarter after a slow start, and, but the Magic went on a seven to nothing run to earn the to end the quarter. Their jump shots were falling. Chumo Kiki, particularly, was making them. And Dwayne Bacon, that guy can shoot the ball. I I have not been the only Magic games I've watched this season are the ones where they went up against the Heat, the opener, the season opening loss to the Magic, and this week's games against the Magic. And boy, can that guy shoot! So the first quarter ended with the Magic ahead, 32-30. In the second quarter, Precious just made Precious made a 
pretty bad mental mistake. And I think he's a bit into it. He's a bit in his head when he's out there. And he's losing some play, some of his playing time to Chris Silva. As we as some fans have noticed, Chris Silva has gotten some... Is, is eating into Precious's playing time. And I believe Precious will get it together. But he has he has to be more sharp mentally. He has to be sharper. Because he can be... You know, he can make a lot of mistakes. He's a rookie. He's still, what, 20? I think he's 19 or 20. So, you know, he's he's still developing... And the heat, the, the heat system, especially on defense, is a bit hard to, to, to grasp, particularly when they call on zones and trapping. So, I expect him to keep on getting better. But you know, those mental mistakes need to start going away because if he wants to stay on the court. So Silva came in the game. Jimmy, Jimmy guarded Busevich in a couple of possessions since you know. Kelly Olenek is not well equipped to guard Busevich. Kelly is not particularly on, good on the ball defender, but off he provides good help defense and his positioning, taking charges, and being there to contest shots when other players get beat off the dribble. It, that's where his real value comes in. But we all know that his foot speed, and you know he's not particularly the strongest guy, and against a guy like Busevich, who's an excellent low post scorer. And, you know, those two games he played against us, he torched us. He was, particularly in the second game, which we're going to get into later after the break, that guy was shooting the lights out from three, and he was outstanding in that game. So, on a possession and offense, Hero found Jimmy on a cut, and Hero's passing has come around after the, you know, the beginning of the season, he was a bit, he was a bit erratic. You know, since, you know, he was thrusted into the, starting point guard role. Now that he's coming off the bench, I think that helps him a lot. He's he's much more loose. I think that should be his... He's going to stay in that six-man six role for the foreseeable future. Miami started to double Busevich and attack him off the dribble on offense, and it started to work a bit. Kendrick was starting to fight his rhythm in offense, and you know the, the Heat in that quarter were playing much better than they did in the first the defense came around in that quarter. Well, not that well, but, you know, it wasn't... It was much better. Vucevic posterized Kelly. He put him on a poster, you know. Kelly took it in stride. And sometimes you're going you're to get posterized. Free throws were a big issue in that game. Jimmy Butler missed five free throws in that game. He took 13. He made eight, but he missed five. And the Heat overall shot 59% from the line in that game. So not a good... Free throw shooting game for the Miami Heat. They left a lot of points on the line. And that w- that was one of the reasons the Magic stuck around so long. They keep leaving points on the line. Chris Silva and Precious Achua, they're not they're not good free throw shooters, but they they gotta hit those and Jimmy Jimmy's not a bad free throw shooter. He's actually a pretty good free throw shooter and somehow that, that night he wasn't on it. So Vucevic was single handedly keeping Orlando in the game, but Jimmy ended the half with an and one. And Miami went into the half ahead 63 to 58. Now in the third quarter, Jimmy started off on offense very aggressively against Aaron Gordon. He got very physical for him with him and he got a foul call. Kendrick showed off the right hand finishing ability. He beat MCW off the dribble. By the way, MCW, that guy still cannot shoot. So weird. I remember when he debuted his 
his elite debut when he was with those terrible Sixers teams, and he looked like he, they might have hit on a star, and he torched Miami in his first his first ever NBA game. You remember that pretty clearly. So anyway, there was a possession where Jimmy stole Busevich's lunch, and when I say that, I not literally his lunch, but he ripped the ball away from Busevich. He turned his back. He was trying to get posted up, and Jimmy came right from behind and stripped that ball away, and he got a, a wide-open layup. Duncan made a, a, a corner three off a second-chance opportunity. Duncan in this game was not did not shoot it particularly well, but Dwayne Bacon was killing us in that third quarter. But Jimmy kept us in it. He got he had an and one, and that and one prompted a hilarious celebration. I mean, hilarious. I, I'm not, sh- I'm not, I'm not sure how he didn't get a technical for that because it was pretty suggestive. It was pretty funny, but you know, the refs these days they don't tolerate that type that type of stuff. But he got away with it, fortunately, and I want to highlight. Once again, Kelly's off the ball cutting. Since the defense is so is so pressed when Jimmy has the ball, he bends the defense to his will. And Kelly uses that to his advantage and he cuts to the basket. And Jimmy since he's the best passer on the team. He's having he's having a career year in terms of passing the ball. He's averaging eight assists per game. Jimmy Butler had found him, and that's how our offense rolls. I really want to see this team completely healthy with Avery Bradley in the game and in Bam Adebayo completely healthy because I think this team can take it to anyone in the league when they're all healthy. We were all preaching it during the tough times this season when we were 6-12 and 12 and Jimmy wasn't playing. But now this, this is the Miami Heat that, that we like. Andre got us on the board, got, got himself on the board with a corner three and the quarter ended tied at 82. Now in the fourth quarter, I kept noticing that Robinson, even though he was missing, he t- he kept taking shots from way beyond the arc, and it was first forcing the defense to stretch even further. So the Magic have to deploy an entire def- one defender to guard Duncan almost at half court. Well, not almost at half court, but pretty, you know, pretty close to to mid court. So that leaves four defenders around the around or inside the three-point area, so that allows the Heat's superior off-the-ball system, moving off-the-ball cutting system to tear them to shreds. And since, you know, sometimes even other defenders are aware of where Duncan Robinson is, so that opens up the the cutting lanes and driving lanes for other players. No pressures in the fourth, so so far at that point, I was not surprised. Silva got a good run. He, you know, he was providing Chris Silva minutes, very energetic, defense, jumping and trying to get every rebound he could. The Heat deployed the zone on back-to-back possessions and they got two straight turnovers. Jimmy made a three and another great off-the-ball cut by Jimmy and Kelly found him for a for a lob. Kelly, you know, Kelly Kelly passed the ball pretty, can pass the ball pretty well. He's no bam, but he can pass the ball pretty well. Jimmy, to close the, the game, you know, the Magic were were you know, we're hanging around at the end of that game when Jimmy was much more aggressive looking for fouls and making his shots. And, you know, Miami mostly plays zone in that quarter. And Kelly had an exclamation point three off a Jimmy assist. And Miami won 111 to 103. And it was the first time this season that we're that the Miami Heat are over the 500 mark. Very proud of this team after much adversity 
the, the adversity that they have faced this season with all the injuries and COVID-related absences. The negatives, 59% from the free throw line. That has to be better. You cannot leave points in the lines. And it, it keeps bad teams around, like the Magic. And, you know, those are, those are the things that contribute to the classic trap games that people like to mention. 45% from the field, pretty, pretty nice. 16 three-pointers on 32.7%. You know, we're not the most efficient three-point shooting team, but they get them up. And, you know, that keeps the defense honest. Only 10 turnovers. The biggest improvement this week, the turnovers. We're finally turning the ball over much less. And, you know, compared to the to the start of the season where we are, when the Heat were averaging around 20 turnovers, turnovers per game, which is a lot. So, good job by the Heat. They're... they're cleaning up on those mistakes as the season has gone along. And, you know, let's keep going. Now let's go to the Heat and the Bulls game. This game was in Chicago. Jimmy's return. Jimmy's re- Jimmy returned to where his career started, United Center with the Chicago Bulls. Kendrick started the game with a pull-up mid-range shot. And, you know, Casey was also very aggressive driving to the basket. Casey in that first Magic game was a bit hesitant. Didn't shoot it that well. But in this game, it looks like the team and Spo gave him a pretty big pep talk, and he pretty good pep talk, and he started off more aggressively driving to the basket and getting a layup. Kendrick was looking very confident shooting the ball, but again, the shots were not falling for Kendrick. So Casey made a really good defensive play on the other one, and he had a, a monster block coming off of the help. No turnovers so far in that first quarter for Miami, which was really good, and. I'm going to keep saying it. I've been upset before. I'm going to keep saying it. There is nobody better in the NBA at playing the passing lanes than Jimmy Butler. He is always on the prowl. He's a he's like a free safety. Always aware of where the ball is going. Always predicting where the next pass will be going. And if he's in the vicinity, you you rest assured that he'll try his best to get that ball off the air or snatch it away from you. And the Heat were excellent on both ends of the floor in that quarter. And they ended the first quarter with a 29-21 lead. Now, the second quarter was another story. The defense held up, but the offense was terrible. They only scored 13 points in that quarter. I believe they made like three or four field goals only. The rest of the points came via free throws. And that quarter was really bad offensively. The Heat, you know, deployed mostly a zone in that quarter. Duncan got two turnovers, got forced two turnovers in that game, particularly with his help defense. Kelly made you know Kelly kept us in, in it a bit, but he was that was only one of the one of the four or the, or the four or three or four field goals that the Heat made in that quarter, and they were terrible in that in that quarter offensively. So I think there's not much to be said about this quarter, and the Heat squandered their lead from the first quarter, and they entered a half tied at 42 with the Bulls. Now in the third quarter. Bit better. Casey, there was the Bulls started off the position, the second half trying to get Laurie Marketing going from three. They ran an action for him so so he could be get a shot from the top of, for a three point shot from the top of the key. But Casey fought through the screens and he put up a pretty good contest on him. Duncan made a very very deep three, and you know once those start falling with more consistency, the defense is going to be much much more. He's going to be the opposing defense, I should say, are going to be much more keyed in on him, and which will be a benefit to our offense, which has really struggled. For all the positives, the offense has really struggled, but the defense is what has kept 
kept us in it and turned our season around. Excellent off Duncan. They ran a they ran back to back back screen plays between Duncan, Jimmy, and Kelly. Kelly had the ball at the, at the three near the three point line, and Duncan set a back screen for Jimmy. And the first time it worked, the balls adjusted. And you know, in the first you know in the first time, Jimmy got a lob from Kelly, who again much better passer than he gets credit for, and it worked. However, in the second the second the second straight play that they tried it, the balls adjusted and they switched. So Jimmy didn't have the open lane to the basket anymore. However, Duncan relocated and he went to the three-point line and he got a pretty good shot, but he missed. But that's what you want to see. React to what the defense is giving you. Since the back screen since the back screen play worked to perfection, since you know, the defense is very worried about where Duncan is all the time. And when he sets those screens and Jimmy with his elite speed and strength and he and Kelly with his good passing ability. I really want to see that play. Maybe we're not with not with Bam running it because Bam is not a, a three point shooter at this point. And that's what mostly keeps makes this play work with Kelly's threat of making threes. But I really I really like that play. Levine in that third quarter was getting anything he wanted. He got he finished with thirty points in that game. He got anything he wanted. He was driving to the basket relentlessly. He's an all-star for a reason. He's one of the best scorers in the league this season. And Kendrick got backed down by Thad Young on a switch, and there was nothing he could do about it. You know, that's that's one of the downsides of switching. Sometimes you can get a, a big man matched up with a guard, and that's what happens. But hey, you gotta live with it. Levine was on fire in that quarter, and but the Heat weathered the storm 70-68. to 68. Now here comes the good stuff. This was the quarter. This was the dragon quarter. Drakaris, Goran Dragic, the the Heat started with a zone, started the the quarter playing zone. Duncan made the defense pay for leaving him open, which is very rare. I think he must be pretty surprised whenever they leave him open. Goran made a a beautiful three in transition, and the Bulls did not know it, but that was just only the beginning of a of a offensive explosion, an offensive explosion by Goran Dragic. Silva had a huge block. On the other end, on I believe it was Thaddeus Young. Goran made a three. Goran made another ridiculous three, and Goran was on fire in that game. He had twenty points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> that that guy was something in that quarter. He was making tough shots. He was getting to the rim. He was making three pointers with a hand in his face. He was getting anything he wanted, and you know that's what helped us. Helped us close out the Bulls. Since, you know, the Bulls were hanging around the first three quarters, but Goran just killed them. He put them away. The Dragon breathed fire on the, on the Bulls. He, he actually threw up a heat check from from near the logo, but he missed. But that's okay. You know, it's some, you got to shoot, shoot those a bit often when you're that hot. Kelly saw the ball movement was excellent once again in that, in that game. And the Miami Heat won 101 to 90. One of the best defensive efforts of the season. Holding, again, holding a, a an NBA team to under 100 points in today's NBA is very rare and very and it should be considered a very good, very cool achievement. 24th quarter points for Goran. The Bulls, for context, scored 22 in the fourth. 46% from the field for Miami. 12 three pointers on 34% shooting. Only nine turnovers for the Heat. Again, much more improved in the department. After the break, we're going to discuss the second. 
game between the Heat and the Magic. Jimmy Butler's All-NBA and All-Defensive first-team candidacy. And or we're going to award, which should come as no surprise, but we're going to award the Heat Player of the Week. And we're going to take a look at the week ahead. So stick around for more 305 Culture Talk. Hey hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. And we're back. Okay, let's discuss Heat Magic. The Two Towers. That's a bit of a Lord of the Rings reference. I've been watching those films recently. They're great. Let's start with the first quarter. Jimmy wins the opening tip-off. He, he, I guess you could say he started at center for the Miami Heat in this game. But really, we're in the era of positionless basketball, so whatever. Tip-offs are whatever. And he won the, he, the fact that he won the opening tip-off against Nikola Vucevic. It's pretty cool. So, Jimmy... Again, keeping with the with the fact that maybe he started at center in this game. He guarded Vucevic to start the game. And Duncan was struggling to shoot the ball a bit in the game. And whenever I noticed whenever Vucevic tried to establish position in the post in the first quarter, Miami trapped him and they forced a couple of turnovers. But then the Magic caught wind of that and they started to make the make the the heat pay and they and they're shooting was really good in this game. KC took Vucevic off the dribble and got a layup. That's where that's one of Vucevic's main concerns. He when he gets beat he gets beat off the dribble often from the games that I've seen this season. And Vucevic was selling for more three pointers, which was mostly due to Miami's strategy. Not giving us a bit of foreshadowing for that third quarter where he absolutely killed us from three. The Heat went on an eight to nothing run in that first quarter, and Miami they didn't do the double team thing on on Vucevic, and he scored on the blow post. The Heat had a, some good pick and pop action going between Kelly and Tyler, and there was a position where where that action freed Kelly for a three. Silva again got the minutes that usually go to Precious in that first quarter, and it was a pretty good defensive quarter by Miami. And finally, Precious came in. And they end, the Heat ended the quarter 22-19. to 19. Now the second quarter, Duncan finally got one to go. And Tyler and Duncan combined for the first 12 points, for the first 12 Heat points in the second quarter. They each made two three-pointers in the first four possessions or so before the Miami Heat. Precious had a nice cut and Duncan found him for a, for a big dunk. But the Magic went on a bit of a run. And, you know, none... None, since his jump shot was not falling, none. There was a really good, cool possession where Tyler got under the rim and he was waiting for somebody to cut and none cut at the absolute perfect time, but he missed the layup. Those are the types of things that we like to see from the Miami Heat. 
Their off-the-ball movement is great. Vucevic didn't get double-teamed to the low post, and he's unguardable. He's basically unguardable. Only a few, I think all you can only count with one with one hand, the, the guys that can hold his own, their own against him in the low post. He has been excellent this season. Some bits, A bit of trade talk around Vucevic, but since the things that I've read, the Magic are going to demand a James Harden-type package for Nick Vucevic to get him and see if somebody wants to acquire him this season. And Vucevic is good, but I don't know if he's the type of player which you give up everything. Unless you're really sure that he's the missing piece for a for a title. And, you know, there's no way to be sure. Maybe Boston. Boston is the one that has slowed around due to their large trade exception, which would fit in with his salary. But I don't think they have enough to give up in order to get Vucevic this season. I think Vucevic is going to stay in Orlando Magic for the foreseeable future. I don't agree with that strategy. The Magic are not going anywhere. Neither. I don't think this year or next, even Fournier. From what I've read, it's probably as good as gone. And Aaron Gordon might get traded this this season. So, you know, the Magic, they need to hit the reset button. They, they've had it. They had a nice run. But they, you know, they just got a reboot. Anyway, Miami Miami's off-the-ball cutting was getting them some very good basket because the jump shots after Tyler and Duncan's flurry, the jump shots started to fall to not fall. Casey got a steal at the end of the of the half and got a dunk. Actually, he was pretty slow on that dunk. MCW almost caught up to him. But Casey managed to dunk it and the Heat entered uh, the second half ahead, 48 to 45. Now in the third quarter, first off, I want to mention that halftime sh- that Orlando Magic halftime show was as bad as the as the Orlando Magic are. That was a pretty bad halftime show. I don't know, you know, no disrespect to the people that were doing the halftime show, but that halftime show was something. I mean, something is not something good. But you know, whatever. Jimmy bullied MC Dolly and got an easy layup in the in the post. I, you know, when you're watching the game. You were watching the game, you thought, well, maybe Vucevic has been mostly contained, but he had 20 points by by that point in the third quarter. And just when I wrote that down, Vucevic exploded. Vucevic, automatic from top of the key. I, as I saw a graphic from Kirk Goldsberry from ESPN, he is the leading scorer in the NBA, shooting threes from top of the key. Nobody has scored more points than him there. So that's, you know, that is something to keep an eye on, I guess. Duncan was quiet, but he made a three in that quarter, and then the Vucevic flurry began. Vucevic made a three, and you know there's only so much you can do, particularly when Bam is out. But I don't think even Bam could have well, Bam could have bothered him in the, some of those threes. But he was just outstanding from the line, from the three-point line that quarter, and he was cooking, and I mean cooking. So the what the Heat do? Well, naturally, you start to double a player. Of that caliber when he's that hot. However, Terrence Ross joined the party. Random Heat Killer Hall of Famer Terrence Ross, and you know Jimmy helped helped the team weather the storm against the the Vucevic storm. But Vucevic was relentless in that quarter, and Goran finally got one to go in that quarter. You know the Heat were doing their best to keep up with Ross and Vucevic because they were the, they were the main source of offense for the Magic. 
Yeah, Kelly had a nice block on Cam- Cambridge. But, you know, sometimes the ball just finds a hot hand and the ball managed to find Busevich's hands after the block for, for a second chance points and another three points for Nick Busevich. Ross started to make some ridiculous shots. And I mean ridiculous shots. He was making the... He, he gets a lot of elevation on his jump shots. Dare I say that he could be a... You know, I think the Magic... I read somewhere that he might be available. Dare I say that maybe we, that he could target him? We lack offense. You know, and I think that could be a pretty good... That could be a pretty good pickup. But that's just me saying it. But I, I, would, I would like that pickup, you know. We all know that the Heat are looking to make a trade. And they're probably looking to acquire somebody. And I think Terrence Ross, you know... Maybe we should consider it. The Random Heat Killer Hall of Famer. And maybe, you know, have him join us. If you can't beat him, join him. Well, we we have beat Terrence Ross, but, you know, he's the... We don't want him killing us once again. Terrence Ross started the fourth quarter on fire. But Tyler... Tyler was pretty good in that fourth quarter. He, he had a really good game. He has struggled a bit in the past few games, but this game, this game was pretty big for him. And what the what Spo did was they put Jimmy on Terrence Ross and the shots. What do you know? He started to miss, and that's where it helped what helped Miami hold on, even with with Vucevic and Ross uh, scoring more than thirty. The Magic only scored ninety seven points. That speaks to how bad the rest of the team was offensively. But you know the those two almost single handedly won won the Orlando Magic the game. But Jimmy got a dagger steal and he made a dagger layup and that one was over, folks. 102 to 97, Miami win. 41% from the field for Miami. This was not a good offensive game for neither team. But it was a better, better defensive game for Miami than it was for the for the Magic. 14 three-pointers for the Heat on 28% shooting. 11 turnovers for Miami. And to provide some context, the Magic had 23. So if I should say the, the what, what turned the tide for the Heat was a turnover battle. And that's a battle that they probably would have lost early in the season. Now let's talk about Jimmy Butler's excellent play. I think Jimmy Butler should be in contention for an All-NBA second or third team spot. And he absolutely, as my friend Mark Schindler posted on Twitter just before I was recording this, if he misses, what, five or six games, he should be a lock for an all-defensive first team spot. He has been outstanding on defense this season. And he's the key to what the Heat what want to do. By the way, in the last 15 games, the Miami Heat have the best defensive rating in the NBA. That is a fact. StatMuse Post posted it a couple hours ago that yes, the Heat have the best defensive rating when Jimmy Butler returned from his absence. The Heat were 6-12 and 12 when, when he returned. And look where we are now. So it should come as no surprise that Jimmy Butler has been named the Heat Player of the Week. 28 points per game, 6 rebounds per game, and 9 assists, 9.3 assists per game. Those are all NBA numbers. I believe he could be in contention for an all NBA second team. I think most likely a third team. But depending on how much games Durant and Davis end up missing and how they look when they return, Jimmy has a very strong chance of sneaking into that second team spot. Kawhi Leonard probably already has one of those spots locked up unless he gets injured, which I hope he doesn't. The first scene, very unlikely unless Jimmy just goes off a level he has never been to. 
But I think those first three, those three front court spots, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid, those are pretty much locked up. Now, in the front court for the second team is much more interesting because, as I mentioned, Kevin Durant has missed a lot of games due to a hamstring strain, strain, and Jimmy Butler could sneak in and pair up alongside Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic in that second team. Anyway, let's take a look at the week ahead. This is a pretty, I wouldn't say an easy schedule, but I'm, I'm going to say that this is a, this, all of these games are winnable. We could easily go 4-0 on the week. However, we, the Miami Heat should be very careful because there could be some trap games in this. The, the Grizzlies are very frisky. The Cavs, you know, after that hot start where they have one of the best defenses in the NBA, they have plummeted. So we have the Cavs on Tuesday, Grizzlies on Wednesday in Memphis, and then the pay back in Miami with the pay against the Pacers on Friday and Sunday. Now the Pacers, they've been reeling a bit, but they got Karis LeVert back. By the way, I I am so happy for him, really. He had a that he recovered from that kidney surgery. But for those that don't remember, he due to the James Harden trade, he got trade he the three team trade. Indiana was involved, and they got Karis LeVert in that trade. And when they were doing the physical, he they found that he had a a cancerous tumor on, on his on his kidney. Thankfully, they they discovered it pretty early on, and they removed it, and he has made a full recovery. So it was really good to see him back in action, because. He's a darn, he's a darn good player, and I'm really happy for him. Really, I, I never thought I would be that happy for a stranger, but man, I'm really happy for him. Anyway, Cavs on Tuesday, Grizzlies on Wednesday, and Pacers on Friday and Sunday. I'm gonna say we're gonna have a three and one week. I wanna be, I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic, but we can have a three and one week. Maybe one of those losses comes against the Grizzlies on Wednesday, or one of those Pacers games. I believe we have the Cavs. We can handle the Cavs. So let's take a look where the Heat rank in the, in, in the league before ending this week's edition of 305. The Heat ranked 25th in offensive rating, not good. 5th in defensive rating, great. Absolutely great. Which is weird because last season, the defense was one of our main issues, but defense this season is what has kept us afloat. 26 in turnovers per game, I expect that number to keep improving if the play keeps being the way, the way it did last week, 15th in 3-pointers made per game, 30th in offensive rebounds per game, and 27th in rebounds per game. I don't expect those numbers to change unless we make a trade. So anyway, thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Pot. Subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave a 5-star review and a short a short your, your thoughts on the review box in Apple Podcasts. It would be really appreciated. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, also on TikTok. We created a, a TikTok account at 305 Culture Pod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week.